0: I can't wait for you to experience the magic of this beautiful gratitude journal for mothers. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, Episode 21 Three Easy but Impactful Ways to Deepen Your Relationships with Others. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. Happy Monday, everyone. Before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to tell you about a resource that's available on my website. Each month, I create a one-page PDF that recaps the three takeaways from each episode of that previous month. So if you enjoy listening to the podcast, but you can't always remember exactly what you learned, this will be a great cheat sheet for you to print or to save in a folder on your computer or however you wanna use it. If you wanna get this, all you have to do is go to my website, 3 in 30 podcastcom and sign up there to receive the monthly printable. I've gotten behind on creating these because honestly, just getting each week's episode researched, recorded, edited, posted, and promoted has been more than enough to keep me busy the last 20 weeks, but I have made one for October, November, December, and this week I plan to finish the PDFs for January and February and send them out. So sign up now in order to receive those at 3in30podcast.com. So last week's episode was with Brooke Romney, and it was called How to Be a Friend Instead of Just Being Friendly, and it has received thousands of listens, hundreds of likes, and dozens of comments. It's been really cool to see the response that women have had to this episode. I think it's a topic that's on a lot of people's minds right now. Um it was incredible to read the touching comments on Instagram as women shared their ideas of how to be better friends to others as well as their heartfelt questions and explanations of the challenges that they're facing as they're trying to reach out and connect with others. I loved this comment from a follower who listens regularly to the podcast but was a little nervous to listen to Brooke's episode. She said, I struggle with making friends as I prefer to be at home and do things alone, but then I become very lonely at times because of this. We've lived in many places and I have a lot of acquaintances, but no one I feel like I could pour my heart out to. I'm a little scared to listen to this week's episode as I think she's going to ask me to step out of my comfort zone and do something that is quote doable, but I also think it would be good for me and probably my family as well. I can do hard things. So I responded and said to this listener that it's totally fine to prefer to be home. I myself am a bit of a homebody. But even if you're not an outgoing extroverted person, like she said, you will get lonely if you don't have a few strong relationships and friendships that carry you through. I know this from experience as there have been times when I have not found my people in different places where we've lived, and I've been lonely, and it's been hard. And even if you are an outgoing, extroverted person who makes friends easily, the depth of those friendships is important and can carry you through the joys and the sorrows of life. It's not enough to just have a lot of acquaintances or a lot of, quote, friends if the real depth and connection isn't there. I am a super firm believer that people need people. And women need women. So I spent the whole week thinking about this topic, and I have some things that I want to say as a follow-up to last week's episode. I hope you don't mind if I add a few of my own thoughts with stories from my life about how we can deepen our relationships with other people. I feel like each of these suggestions is truly concrete and doable, but also really impactful. And I'm going to go from the easiest to the most difficult. So, my first takeaway is pretty simple it is to use people's names. That advice comes to you from the musical group Destiny's Child. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I will tell you that their famous song has been stuck in my head all week as I've been contemplating this as a takeaway. I've been singing to myself, say my name, say my name, (laughs) thinking that those girls were onto something. Yes, sophomore year of high school for me. Destiny's Child all the way. Um, But no, this takeaway does not come from Destiny's Child. It actually comes from when I was a teacher I was a high school English teacher before my kids were born and during my first year of teaching one afternoon I was walking down the hallway to make some copies or something and amidst all the students who were wandering around I noticed one of my students and I said hi Preston he said hi Mrs. Nielsen and I kept walking and went into the copy room no big deal Um, After school, he happened to need to come in to work on something, and he said to me, kind of offhandedly, but in a way that I could tell was meaningful, and he was a kid who was special in this way, that he was willing to talk and share some more feelings than maybe other teenage boys would be, but he said to me, hey, thanks for saying hi to me in the hall earlier, He said, I was kind of in a fog and to hear my name really brought me out of it. I don't think anyone else said my name today at school. And I was kind of stunned because this was not a student that I thought would struggle to have friends. I think he had friends, but maybe he didn't have as many deep connections as I thought. Maybe he felt kind of unseen, overlooked in that school of 2,000 teenagers. And that's something that I tried to remember and put into practice throughout the five years that I taught high school. So whenever I was out in the halls, if I saw one of my students, I would say hi to them by name. And maybe some of them were too cool for that and were embarrassed. But I just thought about Preston saying, I think you're the only person who used my name today. When I worked with the young women at my church the teenage girls I've advised them to do this as well Um, sometimes we would talk about the needs of different girls in our group and what they were struggling with and maybe they'd stop coming to church or different things and I just said you know what girls when you see her in the hall make sure you use her name like make eye contact and and use her name I mean that alone can mean a lot to someone And as I've thought about that, it's something that I applied in working with teenagers as a high school teacher and then as a youth leader at my church. But sometimes in my daily life, I'm not always good at this. Sometimes even when I know someone's name, I don't use it and I don't know why. Um, I feel like there's something a little bit more intimate when you say someone's name or use it for the first time and there's that kind of awkwardness of like well maybe they don't know my name like we've only met one time or I don't know it just feels sort of personal to use someone's name when you haven't talked to them that often or that much but I know that when someone uses my name for the first time it means something to me like I think to myself wow they know who I am That person notices me. That person cares about me. And so I've challenged myself lately to learn and use more names of the people around me. For example, I drop my daughter off at preschool four days a week. And she goes to a small preschool. There's only about eight other kids in her class. So I see those parents four days a week at drop-off and pick-up. And I don't know all of their names. And that's kind of ridiculous for how much I see them. We always wave friendly at each other as we're walking by. But I'm going to challenge myself this week to look at the roster and to learn their names and say their names when I see them. And maybe you could think of a similar situation where, for whatever reason, you haven't been using people's names. And you could start using them. And I'm guessing that friendships and connection and relationships will come as a result. My second takeaway is simply to follow up. And this is something that I mentioned in last week's podcast with Brooke, but I wanted to talk about it a bit more in depth today because I think it really can't be overstated how important this is. I know that when I mention to someone that I'm going through something difficult and then they ask me about it later, I'm always a little bit stunned and humbled that they continue to think about me. Um, It makes me feel closer to them. It makes me feel less alone. So it doesn't matter what we do to follow up with people in our lives who are going through difficult times, but if we can just do something, to show them that we, we hear them, we see them. We know that what they're going through may be difficult. It might be just sending them a text and checking in. Picking up the phone and making a call or writing a quick card. Or it could be something a little bit more involved. I shared on my Instagram this past week that a gift that I often send to people who are in a variety of different hard situations is I burn a mix CD of some of my favorite peaceful songs. Um, They're songs that over the years have meant something to me when I've gone through trials. And I just have a playlist on my computer of my favorites and I burn a CD and then I write that person a letter or a card explaining some of the songs, why they are important to me and telling them that I'm thinking about them and that I hope that this music might bring a little peace to their heart or into their home as they're going through this hard time. That has been an easy, cheap, it doesn't cost me anything, it's not expensive to mail, meaningful gift that I've been able to send to a lot of different people in different circumstances over the years. Something that people have done for me when I've gone through hard times is simply to just drop off a freezer meal because then it doesn't have to be used that very day, but to say, hey, I know that you guys are going through some health challenges or whatever it might be. I thought that this meal might be useful to you at some point. So if there's a night when you don't feel like you can make dinner, pop this into the oven. Such a great little gesture and gift. Episode 12 of the podcast was about how to support people who are grieving. Mothers who have lost children particularly, but anybody who's lost anyone that they love. And we talked about in that episode the importance of remembering anniversaries of losses. So taking a t- second to write down like the anniversary of someone's death and then checking in with their family on that day is so meaningful and so important. One thing that I've done previously, I haven't done it in a couple of years, but something that I've done that I loved was to keep a little prayer journal and that was a journal that I just kept a little running list of people that I wanted to pray for because I didn't want to be someone that said I'm so sorry you're going through this I'll pray for you or I'm praying for you unless I meant it I wanted to remember to say those prayers that I promised to people but sometimes life gets busy and crazy And you don't always remember all the people that are going through things. And so I kept this little journal where I would write down the names of people. And then every once in a while, I would look at it and mentally check in and say a little prayer for them. And then maybe give them a call or send them a text. I have a friend who does something similar with just a note on her phone. So if she says to someone, hey, I'll be praying for you. Right that minute, she gets out her phone and adds their name to the note saying people to pray for or to check back in with. I think that it's important to follow up with people, even in the happy things in life, the joys of life, to let them know that you're excited for them. Congratulations. You can do that in the same ways with a text or a phone call or a card. There's a fun company that I found online that I haven't used yet, but they're called Bright Boxes, thebrightboxes.com, and I'll link that in the show notes. And basically, it looks like it's kind of like you can personalize the note, and they turn your note into like a little tiny box, and they put something of your choice into that little box, like a little lip gloss or little chocolate treat or a bath bomb and all of these bright boxes range between like five and ten dollars so I think even most of them are closer to five so an affordable way to send somebody something special on their birthday or to congratulate them for a victory and there's probably some options on there as well that would totally work for somebody going through a hard time as well so, checking in when someone's going through a difficult time, as well as when they're going through the joys of life, can really build our friendships and our connections with people. I also wanted to mention within this takeaway that it's really important to follow up with our own children. And sometimes we can forget about that. Um, if they confide in us about trouble with a teacher or with a certain friend, It's easy to just say oh uh uh-huh that must be hard you know I believe in you you'll figure this out but sometimes we need to have a follow-up conversation and just say hey how did that work out with so-and-so how are you doing with the friends at school or whatever this and that just to show them that we heard them that we care and sometimes the issues are bigger than that and sometimes we feel awkward about, like, our child may admit to us that they have a problem that requires going to counseling or they have some sort of like a pornography addiction or something big. And we get them the professional help that they need. And then we kind of feel awkward and we don't know what to say or if they want us to say anything at all. Uh, one of my friends told me that when she was struggling with an eating disorder, She admitted it to her mother, which was a huge, hard thing for her to do. Her mom was very empathetic and got her a few sessions with a counselor. But then that was that. And her mom never asked her more about it, never followed up with her about the experience or how she was doing. It was like her mom didn't know what to say and figured that it had been handled by the counselor. And Unfortunately, in the case of my friend, it had not been and continued to persist as a problem. Um, So as parents, sometimes we need to simply have the courage to follow up with our kids. And I think that just getting started with that conversation is the hard part. This can be true with our children or even with friends that we know are going through something hard and we want to ask them and check in with them. But we don't know how to say it or start that conversation So I thought about maybe some scripts that can work for that. And something that I thought that we could say is, hey, I've been thinking about you and wanted to check in. How are things going with whatever it might be? Um, Are you still struggling with this? How are you feeling about this? I think that the key there is to make sure that your tone of voice is light and expresses interest without expressing pity. I think that that, the sound of pity in the voice is what makes people kind of close up and not wanna share and be embarrassed. But just a genuine sense of, hey, I've been thinking about you, how are you doing? Versus, how are you doing? You know, (laughs) can make a big difference. So with our friends, with our kids, I think a little follow-up can go a long way to deepen our connections and our relationships and make sure that people around us feel supported. So that's takeaway number two. And then for takeaway number three, I feel like this might be the hardest of the three takeaways, but maybe the most important. And takeaway number three is let people serve you. This is extremely hard for some women to let people serve them. But we all know those women who keep busy serving everyone in the community, all of their friends, but they absolutely refuse to be served in return. And that feels really one-sided. It can start to feel like there's a wall or like, Maybe that person's so perfect that they don't need any help from me or from anyone. Or maybe that person doesn't trust me enough to let me see their weaknesses or their heartaches, which isn't true. That's not, that's not true. But that's what it can start to feel like. So it starts to feel like a bit of a one-way friendship if people won't let you serve them and they won't let you in. So remember that. And remember that when you let people serve you, You are allowing them to connect with you in a deeper way and to build your friendship. Yes, it is vulnerable to let people serve you. (laughs) But where there is a lack of vulnerability, I really believe that there's a lack of intimacy in relationships. So I wanted to tell you a story about a time when I let someone serve me and how much it meant to me. So some of you know that in November... We had a doozy couple of weeks and my my son's birth mother, who we're very close to and have an open adoption with, we found out shortly before Thanksgiving that she had taken her own life after a long battle with mental illness. And it was just all consuming, devastating grief. I was honored to be asked to speak at her funeral. And one night as I was sitting down trying to compose some of my thoughts for the funeral, which was in 36 hours, I started to feel this pain in my kidney. And I knew almost immediately because I've had them before that I was having a kidney stone attack at the absolute worst time so close to my son's birth mom's funeral. So we rushed to the ER that night. I ended up in surgery the next day. My husband picked me up from the hospital from my surgery and we drove straight from the hospital several hours to be at Katie's funeral. And I'm so grateful that I felt well enough that afternoon that I was able to speak. But after coming home, I crashed emotionally and physically. I was in so much pain. I was grieving over the loss of Katie and then I was recovering from this kidney surgery and I had a stent, which for anybody that's had one, they know is so uncomfortable. And I basically just had to be flat on my back because of the stent, um, just dealing with this emotional and physical pain, you know, and also being mom (laughs) and One night I was just sitting there feeling so much grief and I had the thought, I just wish that someone would come over tomorrow and be with me while I try to deal with all of this. I looked around my house and it was such a mess and I just thought, I just wish that my mom or my sisters were here Someone to just come over and be with me and talk to me when I feel so sad and alone. And maybe we could tackle this mess together and just get through this day and this week. And I wouldn't say that it was really a prayer. It was more just a thought that I had. But I didn't think that it would be answered. I didn't know who would do that for me. And I certainly wasn't going to ask anyone. Well, at 6 a.m. the next morning, I got a text From a friend of mine. And you have to know that I haven't lived in this area that long. I'd lived in the area about six months at the time. But this was someone that I had gotten pretty close to and she knew what was happening. And at 6 a.m. I got a text from her that said, I'm up early and I can't stop thinking about you. I want to come over and clean your house for you this morning. Please don't say no. And when I read that text, I felt so many things. I felt awe that God had heard the silent pleadings of my heart I felt so grateful that my friend had been in tune enough to hear him and to follow promptings from God but then I also felt torn and like should I be embarrassed like should I really let her do this I don't know her that well, and my house is such a wreck, and I should probably be able to just get up and do this, all those natural feelings that we have as women. Plus, her house is always so clean, and mine is a mess, and what's she going to think, you know, blah, 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 the whole thing. In the end, I decided to let her serve me. I let her come. I laid on my couch with a heating pad on my kidney, And I talked to her while she cleaned my house. I mean, so vulnerable and humbling to be in that position. But I was overwhelmingly grateful for her. And I talked to her about my son's birth mom, Katie, my relationship with her, everything I was feeling. We talked about life and parenting. We laughed about, you know, the funny things our kids are doing I mean, she deep cleaned my whole main floor, baseboards. She cleaned a bathroom. I couldn't believe it. I felt so much closer to her after that experience. After letting her serve me, I felt forever grateful and bonded to her. Her service to me truly made a difference in a time when I really needed it. So, moms... (laughs) If you remember anything from this podcast, please let it be this. You have to let people serve you. Think about the joy that you get when you serve others. Think about how you feel closer to people who allow you to serve them. Allow other people to gain that same closeness to you so that you can have a reciprocal relationship of needing each other and trusting each other. When someone asks if there's anything that they can do for you, say yes if there is. If someone offers to bring you dinner during a particularly hard week or time, say yes. If someone offers to pick up your kids from school, say yes. And I will say that there have been times in my life when I've desperately needed someone to help me and no one has offered. So if you're in that position, I'm so sorry. I do have a few suggestions on what you can do to get some help when you really need it and you don't have any friends around you offering. And I think that that would be a good topic for another episode. And in the meantime, send me an email if you want to brainstorm with me because I truly do want every single woman who's listening to be supported in whatever they're going through. And I think it's possible. So moms, I really feel like we can be the friends that we want to have. We can reach out to others and strengthen our relationships with them. We can show them that we truly care on a level that is more than superficial. And as we do so, it's been my experience that their love for us will increase as a, as a result. Our relationship in both directions will be stronger and deeper. So as a recap, here are three of my best ideas for how to deepen relationships with the people around us. First, use people's names. And I'm going, I have a goal this week to do that at the preschool. And I hope that you will make a goal this week to do that somewhere as well. Second, follow up with people when they express that they're going through a hard time or a happy time take a moment to just check in with them later and three let people serve you even if it's hard say yes thank you so much for the opportunity to let me talk and share my heart today I was all ready to air something else but with all of the comments that were generated on Brooke's episode last week I couldn't stop thinking about this topic and how important it is and I hope that my thoughts added something of value to that discussion next week we'll be talking about something completely different and that is cleaning tips for the naturally messy mom which Oh my word, I totally am a naturally messy mom, so I needed this episode more than anyone. So, whether you are kind of naturally a mess like me or you're a neat freak, I think that you're going to get some really valuable tips from that episode. I also wanted to say thank you for responding to my request for reviews. Last week, I was hoping to get 20 more reviews in honor of my 20th week of podcasting, which would have brought us up to 100 reviews, but you guys completely blew that goal out of the water. There are just over 150 reviews on the podcast now, and I'm so thrilled and grateful. Thank you, thank you for your support and encouragement as we spread the word about 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms. As a gift for you to thank you for listening, I create that one-page printable recap of each month's episodes that I talked about at the beginning. So go and claim that by signing up at 3in30podcast.com and hopefully having that hard copy resource of all the takeaways will make this podcast even more useful to you and your family. Keep up the good work moms and have a beautiful week with your family.